Hi, everyone. Thanks for finding us for another edition of the Spider Insight Podcast as we talk all things Spider football, including a recap of the wild homecoming victory over New Hampshire and a preview of another CAA showdown, this time on the road at Delaware. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Bob Black. Matt Smith joins us today on this week's edition of our podcast. And Matt, I hope all of us have collectively caught our breath after Saturday's game. Certainly didn't start out that way with the Spiders dominating almost until halftime and then hanging on at the end for that victory. I think whether you were a player, a fan, a broadcaster, you were exhausted at the end of that game. Well, I know our, our good buddy Chris Anderson always talks about it being another day in the CAA, and it's certainly you know these games that are coming down to the wire, none of these teams quit on you. And, and New Hampshire, you know, year in, year out, top of the standings, one of the best teams in the country and, and a perennial playoff team throughout the years. You knew that they weren't going to go away. It was great to see the Spiders start quickly two straight weeks in a row and, and really accomplish some of the things that Coach huseman has been harping on as far as the offense getting in the end zone early. But then in the second half, it, it, we were all hanging on for dear life. Yeah, the Spider defense certainly was at the end of that game as depleted as it was. And speaking of the defense, that's what we'll be speaking on the podcast today. Xander Barnett, who has really come of age right before our eyes this season, the Spider defensive end, is going to join us here in a little bit, and we'll get his reflections on that game as well. And you mentioned starting quickly. I'm sure that will be one of the narratives this week because going up to Delaware, playing in their house, getting off to a good start would obviously benefit the Spiders. I don't know if you can get off to much of a better start than the Spiders did in the New Hampshire game, Matt. It's 24 nothing, and literally New Hampshire had zero first downs until that unfortunate final sequence right before halftime. Yeah, I mean, the defense, even with the injuries that you mentioned, has been really stellar. And, uh, you know, a guy like Xander who came in, you know, as a luxury, you know, wanting to get the third defensive end on the field now has become a necessity uh, because of the injuries the Spiders have had. Hopefully the Spiders will get some of those guys back this week. But really, Reese Udinsky has been where it starts for the Spiders uh, all season long. And, and his efficiency and the way he's running this offense to get the Spiders in the end zone early and often in, in that game against New Hampshire was so pivotal. And, and really, he's you know the best in the country right now. 30 for 43, 287 yards and three touchdowns. He was intercepted once that did lead to one of New Hampshire's scores. Leroy Henley, another big day, seven catches, 106 yards and two touchdowns. But I'll tell you the guy I really felt good for, Matt, is Nick DiGennaro, who got his first touchdown reception as a spider, five catches, 54 yards, and he had a couple of tough emotion-filled catches that kept the drive going for the Spiders really provided a spark. I thought we might start calling the sideline in front of the Spider bench DeGeneroville because he, while he was rewarded with that touchdown reception, made two incredible catches along the sideline, went up the ladder to get him, brought him down, stayed in bounds, and really kept Spider drives alive and, and really had a terrific game for the Spiders, especially when they got a little nicked up at that wide receiver possession. Yeah, there were some injuries that the Spiders had to persevere through on both sides of the ball. And, you know, now that it's in the books as a victory, maybe it helps Richmond at some point to have to go through that kind of game. As you mentioned, virtually every game in the CAA, and we know coming down the stretch with New Hampshire, Delaware, and William & Mary, certainly no gimmies. And now they kind of have that in their conscience that, hey, we can win a tight, close game at the end. Well, and, and in the shadows of the earlier game at Elon where the Spiders felt like they let one get away and maybe didn't do a few things late in the game and in overtime to win a tight game, they're able to do it 
in this one against New Hampshire, and, and so so very important, and especially when you look at the CA standings, and you've got three one-loss teams, three two-loss teams. It's far from over this race with two weeks to go. And that's the other part of the confidence that was built Saturday. You beat the lone remaining unbeaten conference team in New Hampshire, and now if you look at the standings, I know Coach Huseman won't want to look at the standings. He's just worried about Delaware. But you know the guys are looking at the standings. We're looking at the standings. That's, that's the fun part of it. That's the reward for being where you are in November. There's the Richmond name at the top of the CAA standings. Well, I think when the schedule cards came out, right, when the fans were looking at schedules, when we in the media and, and we're, we're looking and saying what-if scenario, right back in the summer hey if we the spiders can get through october man november could be a lot of fun and, and that's exactly how this is shaped up and the spiders getting into november with uh, more than significant games to play a chance at a championship is in their own grasp uh, they don't need anyone's help and and so you can't ask for anything more than that obviously it's tough you got the two tough toughest games on your schedule remaining Coming up with Delaware this Saturday up in Newark and then finishing it off with the uh, rivalry game against William & Mary the last week of the regular season. Spiders will go for their fifth straight win this Saturday in Newark, Delaware. All right, let's find out from one of the guys how the Spiders did it, how they built that big lead, and then how they hung on to beat New Hampshire on homecoming 40-34. to Integral part of that Spider defense, who, as I said, is really progressing week in and week out, and that's Xander Barnett, and Xander joins us on this week's edition of the Spider Insight Podcast. And, Xander, let me start at the end. What's kind of the talk amongst you defensive guys? What's the mindset? What are you going through in the home stretch of that game when New Hampshire's making that furious comeback and you guys are able to stop them and win the game? Yeah, so that, that second half was really back and forth for us, and uh, it took it took pretty much everything. Um, that last drive, um, you know, I played every snap on defense, um, and I was willing to do it. I knew that was going to be the situation coming in. Um, and we practice those situations as two minute, but it doesn't really hit the same as it does um, when you're out there um, going 100 miles an hour, giving everything you got. So, and all all I was thinking about is uh, I got to give everything I got for my team, and we got to win this football game. So, well, let's go back uh, fast, rewind to the first half because that might be where we won the football game, right? <coughs> Excuse me, in the first literally 29 and a half minutes of the first half what was so effective that you just totally shut down that new hampshire offense literally no first downs till the end of the half well we knew first of all we had to stop the run and i think we did that pretty well all night um their running back was is a very dynamic player and we knew if we could focus on him stop the run um limit his production we'd be pretty good and uh, another thing just get off the field on third down i think we've had trouble you know, with penalties and, and getting off the field on third down, we did a great job. I think they went two for 12 on third down, so that was pretty good. When you look at, you know, each week, week in and week out, when we talk to you guys after the game, you talk about stopping the run. Well, you make it sound a lot simpler than I'm sure it is. What goes into stopping the run? Because you've had some really talented running backs. You'll have some more these next two weeks, obviously. What has been the key to you guys being able to do that and contain the run week in and week out? Well, obviously – it starts with film work and getting those reps in practice, um, but it also it's just doing your job and not trying to do too much because it's really it's all about gap scheme and you got to fill your gap. If everyone fills their gap, there's not going to be a lot of places for that running back to go. All it takes is one crease and uh, he can break off a big run. So it's really just each individual player doing their assignment that helps us stop the run. What's the most fun for you 
when you're in the game? Do you do you like stopping the run? Do you like chasing a quarterback down? We saw earlier in the season, Coach Huseman would talk about how the lanes were there for the quarterbacks, and the and the quarterbacks hurt you guys in a couple times early in the season. But that's really been contained, and and you haven't seen guys scrambling for big yards. What's more fun for you when you're in there, trying to chase one of those quarterbacks down, or or tackle for loss? What what is it that that really gets you going? Uh, I think it's those big plays, those big stops. Um, you know, getting a big stop on third down, whether it's you know stopping the run, third and short, stuffing them at the line. Um, of course, you know you love to get back there and sack the quarterback. But for me, it's just making big plays and big time moments. When you talk about stops early in that game, a fourth down situation, were you guys surprised on the field that New Hampshire decided to go for it at fourth and one? deep in their own territory and and what goes through your mind are you thinking that early in the game man this is a play that could really set us up for as we get forward Rosemer is under center he does take the snap he hands the lobby the spiders drop him shy of the first down they stuffed him at the 16 yard line the spiders are going to have the ball in the New Hampshire red zone can't beat that big time defense stepping up and making a play we knew at that time that they probably need some momentum I think we were up on them a little then so uh, we were ready for it but um, you know you, you got to get them off the field there because you know you give a team like that any kind of momentum and you saw what could happen especially in the second half well you played every play in the first half every play in the second half that's back-to-back weeks now since um, Marlon went out with the injury um, how much fun is that how tiring is that how you feeling after all that football uh, well, you know, you love to be on the field, love to play. Um, obviously, it's tiring, but you know, I'm a competitor. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be out there as much as I can. Um, excited to get Marlon back whenever he is available to come back. But um, I'm gonna enjoy my time while I'm out there, no matter what. So, what's that been like for you and Jeremiah? Primarily, I know, uh, you know, Zion Bryson has gotten some snaps as a true freshman, but for the most part, it's uh, 90 and 44 out there on the defensive ends. Yeah, it's just it's really a mentality with us and like I think it helps that we're in it together like we know we understand like it's going to be tough no doubt like playing the whole game. Um but it's really the fact that we're able to go out there every day and like work together for it. And obviously like having Zion, you know, continue to develop has been a huge help and I'm really excited to see um how he continues to grow throughout the rest of the season. Hey, speaking of growing, um how would you self-analyze that for yourself as far as growing when this year started at least externally it was Marlon Lewis and Jeremiah Grant and then who's going to be the next one to step up and then boom there's Xander Barnett stepping up Mm. Uh, I think obviously it's it's a great motivation because people don't really expect anything from you so you really only have you know you only have you can only go up at that point Um, so it was a great motivation and we knew we're going to need a third guy like it's it is tough to play only two DNs, I know for sure. Um, so I had a great motivation. I came out there and I worked hard at it. And I, it, it took getting those game reps for sure, like that UVA game, to really get used to the playing atmosphere because it's totally different than practice. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I've, I've been able to really grow as a player uh, throughout the season. I always find it interesting to, to look at guys and what they did growing up as far as uh, multiple sports and things like that. Notice you played a lot of lacrosse. How has that helped you as a football player uh, to, to have that sort of experience playing lacrosse and, and, and being a, a stalwart on the lacrosse field? Uh, I think it helped a lot with um, 
you know, my, my footwork and my ability to, to run the field. Um, you know, playing, I played uh, close D in, in lacrosse in high school. And so I was always having to like, keep my conditioning up and um, work on my, my footwork, my change direction. So I think from that standpoint, and obviously like being active like throughout the year helped um, with conditioning and whatnot. So I think that, that helped my game. Georgia guy, what brought you to Richmond? What what caused you to, to fall in love with this campus? Uh, and, and walk us through your recruiting a little bit. Yeah, I think for Richmond specifically, obviously like the campus is beautiful, the facilities are beautiful and, uh, and great, but uh, it was really the community aspect that reminded me of a lot of home. Everyone's really uh, tight-knit here, um, and I was very welcomed as soon as I got here. And then obviously the um, academic um, rigor here definitely stood out to me um you know it's it's a 40-year decision not just a four-year decision so that was really important to me as well a couple more for you xander uh before we finish up with you on our spider insight podcast um one game at a time know you want to go one to know no it's delaware but to be in the position you're in right now in november and in the conversation how much confidence how good a feeling is that you talked about the tight-knit feeling of this team to have done the things week in and week out, week by week, to put you in this position. Yeah, obviously we preach that one and no mentality, but it's hard to um, dismiss the position we are in right now. Um, so I think just we've put ourselves in a great position throughout the year. So kind of like we're so close right now, we just we have to keep pushing through it. Um, I know we have we have a lot of injuries right now, people banged up, but you know if we just if we give up right now, all that work we put in. Uh, throughout the years for not um, so it's it's really just you know like you said staying tight knit um, going through this as a team that's really going to be able to bring us over that hump and finish the season off the right way you know you hear guys talk about not all games are the same certainly it is the one week up right the next week mentality but we've already seen it in social media this is the Della war what, what are you guys talking about out there it's been a rivalry for a lot of different reasons over the years but it is typically a war when these two teams uh, get together what are some of the mindset going into delaware week yeah it's a it's a hostile environment up there for sure um this i think they're undefeated at home it's going to be a great challenge for us um but we know we have the guys to do it. Um, we've had the guys do it all season. This is another game for us. Um, but we know like the ramifications of, of this game for sure. Um, so it's just gonna it's gonna take a great focus, a great preparation throughout this week, and uh, we'll go out there and take care of business on Saturday. You guys have earned it. Embrace it out there on Saturday. We'll see you out on the field a lot, I'm sure. And thank you for being on our Spider Insight podcast, Xander Barnett. Thanks. Thank you. And Matt, you know, he is so low-keyed as we speak to him, but some pretty impactful, powerful things that he talked about there, not the least of which is getting into this Delaware game this week, as you mentioned with him at the end of our conversation there. And those guys are going to be going up against a quarterback in Nolan Henderson, who was the CAA Offensive Player of the Week this past week. I think he accounted for six touchdowns in their win over Monmouth, uh, five through the air and one on the ground. And uh, that's going to be a real challenge for this defensive line. Well, and Russ Huseman really likes it when his guys can get in there and disrupt things. And it's not necessarily um, getting to the quarterback all the time, but it's making things uncomfortable in the pocket, making the guy get on the move a little bit. And, and that's what Xander and, and his cohorts there at that defensive end position have been able to do this entire season. So if they can, again, you keep looking at the tackles for loss, 
and the sacks, those numbers, all those things have combined to, to make those guys as tough as they are. I think the other number maybe that you look at uh, is quarterback hurries, which is a little bit of a subjective stat, but Xander had a couple of those against New Hampshire. Uh, Russ Huseman likes to call that making noise around the quarterback, and they're going to have to make noise around the quarterback this week. No doubt. It's one of the things I wanted to ask him about when we talked a little bit about lacrosse in his, in mm-hmm. his background mm-hmm. is that you know here's a guy who is an athlete. He's, he's not just a, a single-sport guy and, and, and trained to do one type of thing, but, but he's got a lot of mobility. We saw it earlier in the season when he made a beautiful play from behind. Um, this is a guy who has speed and agility and really good footwork, and, and that's what I kind of wanted to get out there, and, and that helps create that noise that Russ Huseman's looking for. Yeah, I didn't want to embarrass him one more time by playing that Lehigh play where he tracked the running back down, even though the, the play didn't count. We have documented it a, a couple of times, but who knows? That might have uh, really been a spark for the entire defense for the entire season, and they'll need to be up to that kind of challenge this Saturday against Delaware. And it sounds like he already knows the history of Delaware. Let's remember, he's a, a redshirt sophomore. You and I have lived through a lot of that history at Delaware Stadium. Well, it's never an easy place to play. The fans are always great and engaged in that game. And, and gosh, there have been some just household names uh, and overtime games and just so many things that have happened in that series, especially games at the University of Delaware Stadium. So I'm really looking forward to that. And, and this is a Delaware team that, when you look at it, they, they've been very competitive at home. He knows that. Um, Xander talked about how they're undefeated at home this year. You know, they had a really good season opening win uh, against Navy. Mm-hmm. Um, they've, they've not played – the toughest part of their schedule yet. They have Richmond and Villanova these last two weeks, that, and that's really the way the CAA breaks down. Everyone seems like they've got two huge games to finish the season, but, hey, look, this is a big opportunity for this Richmond Spiders team. And maybe a little bit more pressure on Delaware. Being at home, number one, wanting to protect their home turf, but they already have two conference losses, whereas the Spiders only have one. A third conference loss probably not necessarily, but probably knocks them out or makes it you know, a very sleepless Saturday night before Selection Sunday. No doubt about it. I think it's that three-loss magic number, right, for, mm-hmm. for teams to get in. And, of course, uh, Delaware's two losses to William & Mary and Elon. So you've got this group at the top of the standings. We talked about the, the one-loss and two-loss teams in conference standings right now, and they've kind of all beat up on each other, and that's what happens when you get in league play. And for the Spiders, uh, a golden opportunity. And for Delaware, you know, their backs are against the wall as far as playoffs go. This is really fun. Certainly for us it is. And Xander, you know, pretty much full disclosure. They know what's going on. They're they're excited about it, and they should be. They're focused on Delaware. So are we. But we can also do the scoreboard watching thing as well, right? Because we got uh, William Mary Villanova this week and New Hampshire, Rhode Island this week. So we'll know a lot by uh, about 6 o'clock on Saturday afternoon. It'll be a lot of good conversation on that drive back to Richmond, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, our coverage starts at 1230 on the radio on 106.1 ESPN. Chris Anderson, Matt, and I will have the call of that one. Uh, the live video streaming is on Flow Sports behind the paywall there. If you are up in the Philadelphia area, the game is on NBC Sports Philadelphia Plus as well. So if you're listening up there in the Delaware, Philly uh, area, you'll be able to get the game on television as well. Uh, Big weekend, right, Matt? we got to get through basketball on Friday night. Then we get in the car and we head up to Delaware for the game on Saturday. Uh, It's crossover season between football and basketball. But this is the fun part, especially when your football team is in the conversation like ours is. No rest for the weary or or the spiders at this, this point in the season, that's for sure. All right. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Bob. That'll do it for this week's edition of the Spider Insight Podcast. Thanks to Xander Barnett, Spider Redshirt, sophomore defensive end. 
for being our special player. For Matt Smith, Bob Black, saying so long for the Spider Insight Podcast. We'll catch up with you next week when we talk more Richmond football on the Spider Insight Podcast.